Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, we're back. You heard turkey. It's Thanksgiving week. Coming at you a little bit earlier in the week, Tuesday night, Deep Fried Bets Podcast, Chapter 2.12. No Collier, once again, again, account it. Off on some business trip in Texas, driving back with three other dudes, nine-hour car ride. Thank God we're not him. You heard right. He's with three other dudes right now. Yep. You need to know. Boomer's back, uh, and it's Turkey Day. And guess what else it is, folks? That's right. It's rivalry week. Learn how to pronounce that, Bo Jackson. That's going to come back to bite you in the ass one day. Rivalry week. Lots of good games for you college football this weekend. Uh, fucking Iron Bowl's back. The Ohio State-Michigan game. I mean, just all kind of stuff to look forward to this weekend. Thursday night, we got some action for you. All day Thursday gambling in the NFL. I mean, just this is, I'm excited. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. I mean, you know, when you're going to be with nothing but family members, you don't really want to be there. The best thing you can do is free base some college football lines, you know? Absolutely. Free base some lines. That's all you can do. Um, you're going to want to avoid every election uh, conversation possible. So every time the election, here's the, uh, the survival hack of the 2016 holiday season. Every time. The election results are brought up with your family members. Just bring up the Deep Fried Bets podcast, and that'll be something to talk to. Hard oh, to yeah. It, it, yeah, and it, you're going to win everybody money is the thing. So it's not going to cause zero argument and confrontations whatsoever. Absolutely. So speaking of arguments and confrontation, Boomer, hell of a weekend last weekend. Ten and five on your picks. Um, Alto. Let me find that. I have uh, exited out. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, 10 and 5 for you. I went 5 and 10. Awful week. The thing is, I actually did well gambling. So, I don't know. I guess I just didn't listen to my own games or what happened. But uh, <laughs> That's the spirit right there. I yeah. love it. Love that. Uh, love I think uh, the NFL, I did not take my lines that I had placed on here. But, yeah, uh, 5 and 10 for me, 10 and 5 for Boomer. Hell of a weekend. So, we'll uh, – We'll let you open us up. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be following that back up again with another uh, huge week. And um, unlike uh, my partner here, I gamble on every single bet that I give out because yeah. that's damn confident. I feel I usually do, but uh, right here, seventy three, eighty one and two for Boomer. Uh, mine is eighty seven, seventy eight and three. But uh, I've failed to mention this so far. We do have a guest for you tonight. Uh, got off the horn with him a little bit ago, Ray Brewer from the Las Vegas Sun. Uh, Ray is going to talk a little gambling with us, kind of give you a scope of what's going on in Vegas. Uh, good interview. Uh, he's got some picks in there for you too, including a very interesting one on Thursday Thanksgiving 
afternoon. So uh, you're going to want to tune into that with Ray Brewer from the Las Vegas Sun. Matter of fact, we'll go ahead and get to that here. Uh, again, Ray Brewer, take it away. All right. Well, we'd like to welcome Ray Brewer to the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Ray is from the Las Vegas Sun. He's the assistant managing uh, uh, editor in digital sports, and he is, again, from the Las Vegas Sun. You can find him on Twitter at RayBrewer21. Ray, how are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm really looking forward to being on your podcast. Absolutely. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, again, Ray Brewer, you check him out, Las Vegas Sun. They've uh, need to check that out. They've got some great NFL college football picks uh, each week. Good stuff there. So we'll go ahead and get to it. Um, again, thanks for joining us, Ray. So how's, uh, how's the season been out there for you? You know, uh, the, the cool part just about living in Las Vegas is that Whatever you want to put a wager down, you know, NFL Thursday game, Monday game, Sunday, college Saturday, you can do it, you know, on your lunch break, before the game starts. Uh, so that's cool. In terms of how am I doing, uh, started off kind of good and a little bit of a dry spell coming down the home stretch the last few weeks. But uh, as long as you keep going back, uh, that's that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. So what's, uh, what's your game of preference? you like college football or NFL more? You know, I, I like college just because there's more options. Um, the NFL is is obviously very popular. They control a day of the week and Sunday, but it is uh, very hard to handicap. Um, the teams are just so equal. There's so much parity in the NFL, and see a lot of games being cited at the end, and it just makes for uh, some frustrating times uh Handicapping. I really like playing the totals in the NFL. I think that uh, I have a good feel for that. But uh, college football, you know, it's a 12-hour day. There's 100 games on the board. Um, these are 18 to 20 or two-year-old kids. Um, one, one of my pointers in betting college, I do a lot of recruiting coverage uh, at Las Vegas Sun, and I know which colleges are recruiting certain types of players and. That's actually one of the factors I use in determining a line. You know, I know that, like I've been in Colorado all season, I know that they're recruiting at a high level here in town. They've recruited a few guys who are playing in, like, in the U.S. Army All-American game, and those guys in their final five. And that kind of turned me on to taking a closer look at Colorado, and Colorado's been really good this year. So really enjoy college. Uh, I think it, it's easier on Sunday to, I mean, on a Saturday to sit there and, and break things down. All right, so speaking of a team like Colorado, so I think there's still just one loss at the window this year. Um, is that something like that Vegas just hasn't caught on or they can't make the number high enough? Or what's going on there when you see a team like that? Well, you see, I think what Vegas is trying to do is entice an equal amount of bets for Colorado and against Colorado because all they're concerned with is getting the, the juice, the ten, the, the 10%. And I think that, you know, even though Colorado's covered uh, a lot this season, you know, the sports books, uh, first of all, folks put them on parlay, so the sports books are winning there. But, you know, they just keep pulling with the number enough to where they could get that 50-50 leeway action. Um, another example is like in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns, um, the Browns have been bet on frequently, and uh, the sports books uh, – you know, cleaned up because the Browns, not only are they not winning, they're not covering. And I think uh, it balances out in that way. But, you know, Colorado's just been a 
a great story to watch that program go from, I mean, literally, you know, struggling for years to get a Pac-12 win to now, you know, likely being in the Pac-12 championship game. And uh, I've had a good run betting those guys. I had them last week at home against Washington State. I think the number is just five. They won by 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, so that's been, uh, that's been one of my teams this year. Yeah, I was on the opposite side of that one. I was... I was fading them hard because at first I think they were like six and zero against the spread. So every time I see something like that, I try to you know take the opposite side, but it has not worked out well so far. Yeah. But okay, so you got a team like Colorado. Um, so who's uh who's the best team you've seen? Is that Alabama? Or is anybody outside of Alabama that you think could uh, could challenge them? It could be a futures play maybe in the college football playoff. You know, I, I think that uh, the winner of that Michigan. So yeah, we were. Uh, had a little uh, connection issues, but we're back on. So we we're talking about that. Uh, some of the future teams, maybe outside of Alabama, you thought could win the national championship, and you started talking about the Ohio State Michigan game. Yeah, and so right now, Michigan future book is uh, twelve to one. So you're thinking, okay, well they're they're just six point dogs on Saturday at Ohio State. If they if they were to win that game, I'll take Harbaugh against anybody in terms of of coaching and. Uh, with a month to prepare. So that may be good value bet. Ohio State clearly hasn't put many teams away this year. They've struggled mightily uh, along the way. So 12-1 to at Michigan uh, may be good bet. Uh, Clemson at 8-1. to We saw what uh, Watson could do at quarterback last year in the, uh, in the playoff. And, uh, you know, they're back in it now, even though they lost at home there. So 8-1, uh, to you can't beat that. Yeah, Alabama 5-7, to they're – they're heavy favorites, but, you know, Clemson and Michigan, the odds, you know, be worth a small wager. Okay. So, you kind of hit on that Ohio State-Michigan game a little bit. Who do you like in that? Well, I mean, that's that's kind of a loaded question a little bit because my my dad's a, a huge Ohio State fan, okay. and he kind of force-fed it down my throat. Um, it's tough to go against the Buckeyes at home. Uh, you know they're talented, but you know that talented is is young and developing. But, you know, with Barrett at quarterback, you kind of know what you're going to get there. And you would think with the home advantage that they'd be able to pull the game out. Six may be asking a little too much to cover the betting number. So maybe Ohio State to win, maybe by a field goal, uh, by a point or so. But Michigan to cover the spread. But it should be just a, a classic Thanksgiving weekend rivalry game that will uh, be worth watching, obviously. Okay, so speaking of Thanksgiving, we've got three NFL games coming up on Thursday. What is What does Vegas look like on a Thanksgiving? Like, is it one of the busier days? Um, I mean, does, does the book see a lot of action on that Thursday for those three games? You know, I think a lot of us go kind of on when. Well, first of all, a lot of us have the app now on our cell phones, so... Um, I was able to get a college basketball game in between our, you know, mix-up over the phone. So a lot of folks are able to bet. But uh, early in the morning, you see a big line, folks wanting to get uh, a three-teamer. You know, you see a lot of favorites with the over. So Cowboys in the over, Lions in the over, Steelers in the over, real three big popular teams that people, you know, Cowboys and Steelers, Folks love to bet on them, so um, you'll see a lot of that. You'll see busy action early at the books, and then it'll slow down, and then you feel awful for the one guy that's that's working the window by himself. But uh, there's a, a good pace to it. Again, it's the NFL, and any time there's a chance to make some money, 
you'll you'll get some bets. Oh yeah, always. And I think we got that college football game. It's uh, LSU A and M. Any kind of read on that Thursday night? You know, I just A and M's a team that uh, even though they've lost a few games, mm-hmm. I, I I'm shocked that they're they're even whatever they are eight and two or seven and three. I I thought this team would be. Lucky to be 500. I thought the coach would be out the door. Um, I don't know how they're doing it. I love the way LSU looks with uh, with their interim coach, even though they lost to Florida last week. Um, LSU, to me, is, is more organized, has better players. I think they're going to be able to, to pull it out and cover. Um, I, in fact, I really like LSU a lot. I think they're you know, head and shoulders better than A&M. I think... You know, both programs have a little uncertainty with the coaching situation. Is is Ed Ordron going to keep his job at LSU? Is you know the Texas A&M coach going to keep you know uh, be fired? So I, I think it may come down to you know which team is mentally ready to go on a short week. Of course, LSU you know was was had that dumping game with Florida that they had to make up. So initially they scheduled a lower tier opponent for this week so they'd be able to turn around quick and play A&M on Thanksgiving and then the Florida game got canceled so they had to schedule Florida instead so facing Florida losing in a physical game coming back four days later doesn't doesn't bode well for the Tigers but I just I, A&M's a team that I've had a low opinion of all year and I, I'm going to play LSU okay so we're uh we're down here in Birmingham Alabama so being with that, we've got to get you. Uh, we got to get a play on you from the Iron Bowl, uh, Alabama. I think is eighteen point favorite, somewhere seventeen and a half. What's your uh, What's your take on that game? Well, the the, the I got a guy that sits behind me uh, who went to Alabama. Just uh, just graduated there from, uh, you know, from Alabama in the spring, and uh, he's going to hate me for this, but I think eighteen points is a lot in a rivalry game. Uh, be the quarterback for Alabama's first time in the Iron Bowl. Um, no matter who it is or what the seasons are in these things, I think sheer emotion eventually comes into play. And I know Auburn's been very inconsistent at quarterback, and uh, you know they've lost you know a handful of games, but I just don't see them losing by 18 points. To me, that's that number is way high. I would have had it at. 13 or 14, but 18. Uh, I know Bama's heavily bet on, and I know they're the hands-down favorite to win the national championship, but this is a team that, you know, only scored 10 points against LSU, and they needed, you know, a special team defensive touchdown to get there. I don't know offensively if they're going to be able to carry that big of a number, so I like Auburn plus the points. Okay. All right, so hit on a little bit of that, some bigger games. You got any – Anything that you really like in the NFL on Sunday? You know, if you go back to Thanksgiving, um, Redskins always seem to go into Dallas and play well. Right. Uh, We know they can score. Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball around real well. They've developed some kind of, you know, decent running game. And I just think eventually this Dak Prescott-Zeke Elliott combination is going to show its age. Okay, the Cowboys have one loss, and we're almost done with November. And that's unheard of. We know the Cowboys are eventually going to start shooting themselves in the foot. And I really, as crazy as it sounds, I really like the Redskins on the money line Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Um, book, book me down for that. 
Thanksgiving Day. Another game uh, on Sunday, Panthers at Raiders. Okay, the Raiders were a, a, a great game last night. In Mexico, they got to travel back to the Bay Area. I mean, it's not that far, but you are talking going from country A to country B. you got to get ready to play the Panthers. I just think Cam Newton at any time, and this is my Auburn love, I guess, uh, could take over a game and, and, and cause some problems. And if you look at the Raiders, man, they've won so many games that they shouldn't have. Starting in week one with the Saints, arguably last night against the Texans, a bunch of close victories. I think this game is going to be close to what as well. You give me four or five points with the Panthers, and I like the Panthers. Okay, so we'll get you out on here, uh, out of here on this one. Just kind of speaking of the Raiders, a storyline we've definitely been following. The uh, the Raiders to Las Vegas. Did that kind of take a big hit today? You know, uh, to me initially, I thought it did, um, and I think what you're going to see is. Mark Davis wants his team here. He doesn't want to be in Oakland anymore. The NFL wants the team to stay in Oakland. So if Ronnie Lott's group somehow gets a stadium built in Oakland to kind of force the, the league's hand, I think that they would force them to stay in the Bay Area because the last thing they want to do is uproot a team from a city because that is, I mean, you've seen it over the history of time, you know, Baltimore going to Indianapolis, Cleveland going to Baltimore. I mean, it rips cities apart. You're you're proud of your franchises, and the NFL does not want to continually do this, where folks are jumping to other cities for better stadiums, if you will. And if they could get something done in Oakland, even though Davis is, is mentally checked out of there and he wants to be in Vegas, I just don't see Goodell approving it. I, I think that he wants – you know, he, he's thinking, you know, media market and Bay Area versus Vegas stands out, and you just don't want to move a team. So I think today's developments do change things. I think that, you know, you want to go back to sports gambling, that it was a 75% chance that they were coming after today. Maybe it's a coin flip, black or red, heads or tails. Okay. All right. Well, Ray, we appreciate you joining us. Again, that's uh, Ray Brewer from the Las Vegas Sun. Y'all can check him out, uh, Las Vegas Sun, and uh, on Twitter, at RayBrewer21. Ray, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. It was great. Hey, no worries, brother. Good luck. All right, folks. That was Ray Brewer again. Thanks. Many thanks for Ray joining us. Uh, It was good stuff. Good picks. We'll see how those cash in. Next weekend, I especially like that Redskins money line pick. I think that's uh, that's interesting for Thursday afternoon to kind of keep an eye on, see if old pretty boy Kirk Cousins can take it on the road and continue his hot hand. But like I said, good matchups in the college football slate. Um, Thursday night, we've got a good one. LSU, the Bayou Bengals, six-point road favorites, traveling to Texas A&M. One team definitely going to have a new coach next year, in my opinion, LSU. I think Orgeron lost his um, he lost his audition. And now someone could really be on the hot seat if they lose this game here. Uh, Boomer, what's your thoughts on that, and who do you think takes this game? Yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty much just a Coach-O kind of game. He comes in there, gets everybody riled up. He doesn't really care. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he's coming back. I think LSU's going to have to make a splash with somebody else. But... That being said, LSU's proved that under him, they kind of got their feet underneath them. They are a better team with better athletes. I think that uh, I think the running duo is going to be able to run all over that Texas A&M front line. 
obviously not as good as Alabama did, but Alabama drew the blueprints for how to beat them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Thursday night game, Thanksgiving, not really anybody wants to be there. So I, I'm taking the athletes from LSU in this with the six. Yeah, um, kind of went back and forth. But I'm going to take LSU as well. I don't know, like, if, if A&M – they just check out under someone or what happens. But late in the season, they're just not good. Like last week, that was both of our lock of the week, Texas-San Antonio plus 28. I mean, they only lost that game by 13, and they were competitive the whole way through. In the third quarter, I was, I was pissed. I couldn't find a money line I could have taken on the uh, road runners. Right. I mean, it was just bad. Um, I don't know that someone loses his job if he loses this game, but at what point do they take a step back and like, all right, this dude is great getting us to 6-0, 7-0 every year, then just loses it down the stretch. I like LSU, too. I was worried about the short turnaround after playing Florida, but I don't know. I'm going to take my chances and take LSU on the road Thursday night at Texas A&M. Uh, next up, Friday game. Um, good slate Friday as well, which uh, should be great for just lounging around the house. I actually have to work. One of the, do you, are you working Friday, Boomer? I'm always working when I'm gambling. Okay. Well, you know, actual work. <laughs> yeah, that is actual work. Called making money. Well, do you have to go to your job on Friday? Yes, I will be working. Yeah. On my too. lines that okay. I'm getting out right now. All right. So oh. there we go. That's what you got in store Friday. But yeah, no, I'll be at work half a day. Crazy. The market's open until 12, so I'll be there. Um, but we got this Washington. Washington State game, Friday afternoon, early Friday evening. Washington six-point favorites again on the road. Same scenarios as LSU-Texas A&M game. Uh, going to Washington State. Washington State is off a tough loss at Colorado. Boomer, who are you liking this one? I love Washington this one. I can't tell you why, but, I mean, USC game was a shocker. I honestly thought they were going to blow them out. You know, they never really got their legs underneath them. Jake Browning moment was too big for him in that spot. He choked. I think playing against Washington State, you know, it's it's a little bit different atmosphere. They don't have to go that far. Uh, I, I think Washington's offense is a little bit better than Washington State's offense. And uh, they both kind of showed that last week in and, and Washington's win and Washington State's loss. I think that uh, Washington's defense is significantly better than Washington State's defense. Uh, Washington's front front line, they're going to be able to get after them. They're a bunch of pass rushers. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll eat the six in this. I like them by ten at least. Oh, I'm fading you here. I like the uh, the fight Mike Leaches, the Pirates, Washington State Cougs coming in. Um, don't think they'll get the win. I think they'll keep it within the number, though. Um, last week. They kept it within the number pretty good, and I flipped over and saw they were down 14 towards the end. So, um, they just the mudslide, it just all comes at once. Then that quick offense, just like uh, kind of showed Kelly's system in the NFL, you know, you're on for three plays, you ate up about 15 seconds. Your shitty defense is back out there to try to hold the line. Well, I think Leach could, could correct that a little bit going into this game. Um, I mean, this is for the division, so I think that he'll come in with a good game plan. I like Washington State Friday afternoon. Next up, the game, as it's known. Not sure why. Michigan plus six and a half at Ohio State. Still don't know who's playing quarterback for Michigan. Uh, rumors coming out today that Spate is going to try to give it a go. 
Said he's about 70% sure he'll play. Uh, I mean, it's a broken collarbone from everything I'm hearing, but it's his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, Ohio State seems to be pretty healthy. Boomer, who do you like here? Well, I mean, God, this is this is a tough one because Michigan State just looked like damn world beaters until they hit that brick wall of Iowa, which was completely random, I think. They play that game ten times. Michigan's blowing them out nine of it. So I think Jim Harbaugh, he's, he's a crazy son of a bitch. He's going to have those players, every one of them, thinking they're better than they really are. Urban Meyer, I, I hate going against him, but JT Barrett hasn't really been what uh, what everybody thought he was. I, I got to go with Michigan getting that hook right there. I think this is going to be at least a field goal touchdown game. I'm fading you hard here. This is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. I love Ohio State here. I mean, look at what they did last year. I know Michigan's a lot more, a lot better football team this year than they were last year, but they went on the road and just pounded them. And I think the Sparty game last week for Michigan or for Ohio State was somewhat of a look ahead. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got to give your attention to Michigan State. And, I mean, Michigan State gave them all the credit in the world. They played them tough. But look what happened last time they played them tough. Ohio State turned around and just beat the brakes out of Michigan. So, I think they're, they're way more talented. I think Urban's a better coach. The quarterback situation, like, I don't care. Like, if you're out there with a broken left collarbone, you're going to be afraid to get hit. You're going to be doing everything you can to not get hit. Um, I love Ohio State here. I could be totally off on this. And I thought the public would be all over them, too. But it's, I mean, they're on them, but it's not just overwhelming. So, I'm going to take my chances here and roll with the Buckeyes big time on uh, at noon on Saturday morning. So, next up. The Iron Bowl. I mean, no, no reason why. That's why we're here. That's why everybody is tuned in. The uh, the Iron Bowl is back. Boomers alumni versus Blake's alumni. Who do you take here? Seventeen point dog. The Auburn Tigers. Who you like them? Well, I'm never going to eat seven. It's actually seventeen and a half. Oh, seventeen and a half. Now, okay. Because uh, most of most of the public that gambles. Is not stupid. They know to gamble on Alabama because Alabama covers most of the time. That being said, all Auburn has to do is have their defense, which I think is a top five defense in in the nation this year, better than LSU's. All they got to do is just hold Alabama, and LSU's already proven that. Now, this is in Tuscaloosa, so obviously that's going to have an effect. I I just I think seventeen and a half points is a significant amount in this game. You know, it's usually close. There has been those thirty-six to nothing games, but I, I mean, depending on if Jeremy Johnson is starting or not, I would wait until close to game time decision. Because if Jeremy Johnson is starting, this line will move to twenty-four and a half. But <laughs> I, I gotta go. I gotta go with Auburn in the in the points in this. I'm Ryan with a tie. Um, so it's been bet down a little bit, opened around 18, kind of went to 20, close to 20 for a little bit. Now it's came back down to 17, 17 and a half. I still like Alabama a lot. like the under here as well. Under is 47 and a half. I think they'll keep it within the number. Um, both defenses will be obviously the, the better units of each team. So I think that'll lead to a defensive battle. But I still think Alabama covers. I don't. I don't think Auburn can score much in this game. Um, 
Uh, is Petway playing? Have they said anything on that? They haven't said yet, but I guarantee he's going to see a couple of needles go into his knees. Right, but here's my thing on that. Like, I've heard it at work, you know, just throughout the week. Oh, if Petway plays, we got a chance. No, what in the hell is running a fullback up the middle going to do to Jonathan Allen? Um, that That's just my thinking on that. Like, that works against teams who don't have the athletes Alabama does. Maybe I'm off on that, but I like the tide to roll big on this. Next up, Florida, Florida State <clears throat> for our Saturday night in Tallahassee. Uh, Florida State is a seven-point home favorite. Jimbo, is he coaching his last game in Tallahassee? Who knows? Uh, Florida's got a date with Alabama in the SEC Championship next weekend no matter what. So, Boomer, what you like in this one? Well, I think you said it perfectly. Jimbo Fisher being eyed right now for the LSU job extremely hardcore i'm sure he's already got several uh recordings on his answering machine i mean after everything he's seen at florida state if i was him i'd leave but that being said i i think that florida still has a sliver of hope of something to fight for for the rest of this year when florida state does not really except to keep their head coach go back they beat I think a very, very good LSU team now. That's pretty much what I'm betting on this weekend is that LSU is now good, and they have been good the past couple of weeks. So that's what all my that's what all my picks are being tied to. I I think I think Florida will get the outright win in this game. Oh, okay. Because they're going to, I mean, they're going to the SEC championship next week. They have that in sight. They're they're getting they're getting pumped up. Florida State. I mean, you know. They've kind of just been on a downward spiral, really, after the Clemson. Well, after the Louisville game, then the Clemson game. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking Florida points in this one. Okay, I'm fading you again. Florida State, love them here. Um, I don't know about love. That's uh, strong. But I, I just think Francois and Cook are too much. Um this could be Jimbo's last game, and that be, could be something like maybe there are rumors and Florida State wants to come out and be like, Coach, don't leave. Look what we've got here. Look what we've built here. Francois might come out and say, hey, look what you've got to come back to next year. Uh, what was this last year, like 21-3 to 3 or 27-2, to 2, something like that. It was something to two. Um, just an awful game. Um, and I don't know that Florida can score again. I know Florida State's defense is not near as good as it was last year, but they've gotten a lot better. I don't know if Florida State can score on this Florida defense. I mean, Dalvin Cook is going to have a very difficult time. And Francois is good. Their, their offense is Francois, good. Francois is fine, but you've also seen where he panics and he gets out of rhythm and the wheels come off. I mean, I, I think that's what I'm betting on also is I think that Florida's defense is significantly better than Florida State's defense. I like seven at home. Um Usually I would like the underdog here, but I just I don't worry about Florida State's offense in this situation, and I think their defense it can stop Florida. So I like Florida State here. Uh, so that covers our college football games for the weekend. I'm sure we'll have some more coming up in the vault, maybe even Stone Cold. Steve Austin, lock of the week. But we got three NFL games for you on Thursday. Love it. Uh, just sit there, eat turkey all day, watch football. Speaking of, who's your gambling turkey of 2016? Who's the one guy that you wish you could uh, have redone some things with when it comes to 2016 football? Sorry, I'm not following you. 
What do you mean? I mean, it's a gambling turkey. Who's the guy that's uh, that's been your turkey? I ain't none of them. I'm dying. Okay. Well, uh, I'd have to say mine's Mike McIntyre. Keep fading them buffaloes out in Colorado, but can't get any love out of it. But oh. uh, Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Okay. Well, so anyways, back to the scheduled NFL games. Three Thanksgiving Day Classics. Of course, we start off in Detroit. Do the Lions continue their annual Thanksgiving Day tradition of losing at home? On Thanksgiving in the early noon window, Boomer, who you like between the Lions and the Vikings? Lions three point home favorites. Look, it's it's the first first game of the weekend. I love the home team right here. Not none of the players want to be there, but the players that are getting to wake up with their families at their house and then getting to drive back home after the game and have Thanksgiving dinner with their families, I think that they're going to have a little bit better performance. I, I, I like I like the Lions at home minus the. Three. Nope. Vikings, big. Uh, I think they got a little bit of confidence back last week after beating the Cardinals. They're a really good football team. Started off 5-0. That defense is good. Um, I want to see what Stafford can do against this defense. I mean, he's been really good this year, but he hasn't seen a defense like this. Uh, I think defense travels. Maybe. Uh, Who's in that division, by the way, right now? What now? Who's leading that division? The Lions. That's right. The Lions are really, Have these two teams played yet, though? No, they haven't, but no, the team that's on top is going to, team that's going to stay on top. Uh, it's hard. I have a hard time believing that. We'll see, though. Uh, but I like the Vikings a lot early. Uh, big fan of underdogs in that first game. Next up, we've got the Redskins traveling to the Cowboys. After the Redskins win Sunday night, I have to imagine this is going to be one of the highest-rated Thanksgiving games of all time. Uh, huge home win for the Redskins Sunday night, and you get – as a reward to go on the road and face Zeke and Dak in Dallas uh, as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. Boomer, who you like here? Well, I have uh, lost my weight in money betting against the Cowboys this year for some reason. Uh, I, I, I continue to do it, and um, I don't know. I guess I just like to spend a little bit every weekend. But uh, that being said... It's just seven and a half right here. I, I, I love the Redskins. I mean, Kirk Cousins playing for that contract extension at the end of the year. They got that new running back Kelly. I mean, looks like a looks like a young Alfred Morris. And I mean, they're they're running on all cylinders. They beat a very bad Green Bay Packers team, and we are coming to find out how bad they are. But I, I mean. What time did you say the game was? It's at uh, 3.30, I believe. 3.30? I, I, I mean, seven and a half points in any NFL matches is going to be a significant amount. But for a team as good as Washington, I, I love them in this spot. Yeah. I mean, we heard Ray earlier hit on it. He's going to take the Washington money line. Um, I'm not quite that confident, but I love the seven. Dallas has covered eight in a row. That doesn't sustain in the NFL. There's a reason that's noteworthy. I know that I keep saying it. You know, same with Dallas. Said it with Colorado earlier in the year. But that shit ends at some point. Like, that just doesn't last. You don't see teams cover every game all year. Um, and I, I keep saying it, and I keep saying it. And maybe Dak's just above it, but I just have a hard time believing you can't. You make a throw that's not good, 
and you look over at Tony Romo and you don't start, it doesn't get in your head. Um, maybe that throw didn't come last week against the Ravens, but maybe it does this week and maybe it's another week, but it's going to come at some point and that mistake's going to come and it's going to start creeping into his head. And I'm betting on it being this Thursday. I love, love, love the Redskins in this spot. So that's why I'm taking Thursday against the I, I think the paperwork already been filled out on uh, on Tony, and he's going to be going up to Kansas City at the end of this year. Kansas City, huh? Yeah, yeah. Taking yeah. Alex Smith's mock? Oh, yeah, of course. Mm, okay, that'd be interesting. Yeah, the gunslinger versus the water pistol, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's one way to look at it. All right, so next up, Sunday night football on Thursday. So, will Carrie Underwood be doing an O oh, Thursday night rendition? We'll have to wait and see. That's the big mystery. What's not a mystery, as of earlier today, is that Andrew Luck will not be playing for the Colts on Thursday. The Steelers' nine-point favorites coming into Indianapolis to face the Andrew Luck list Colts. Boomer, who do you like here? Well, this is one of those classics uh, that I've talked about numerous times on here. The line is huge, and usually I hate doing this. I mean, the away team getting or having to eat nine points. That being said, am I going to feel stupid or holding a ticket that says the Indianapolis Colts after they get blown out 35 to nothing? Or am I going to feel stupid or holding a ticket that says the Pittsburgh Steelers if they end up only winning by a touchdown. I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to take the Steelers against, I'm guessing, uh, what's his name? Painter? Plumber? Carpenter? Whatever that guy's name is. Playing quarterback behind Andrew Luck now. Uh, it's Scott Tolzien. Yeah, never heard of her either. So uh, I'm, I'm going with uh, the Ben Roethlisberger juggernauts. Yeah, I hate laying nine points on a road team. Yeah, like you said, um, Shit, I can't bet on Scott Tolzien. Um, nine is a huge number, and Roethlisberger historically doesn't play great on the road. But he also he also had a very very shitty game last week, so he usually doesn't back that up with a shitty performance. So here's another here's a question for you. Like, I mean, we've hit on this a little bit, but name one good player, like really good player on the Colts, not named Andrew Luck. Uh, I don't know. I guess Frank Gore's still there. Yeah, I mean, he's not really good, though. I mean, he's there. He's serviceable. I, I mean, I don't think they have another guy on that team that would be rated like above an 85 or so on Madden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Maybe they have a guy on defense, and I'm just an asshole. And they, they stuffed Johnny Unitas back in the day, uh, and I think they put his body on ice, so they might be able to roll him out. I mean, that's their best hope. Um, I just, I mean, that, that could that could happen. I know ten or nine is a huge number, and I'll probably go to ten, eleven. But damn, I'm I'm taking the nine just because there's I don't see a good player on that roster outside of Andrew Luck. So if he's not playing, I'm gonna fade him. So that, that's a Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening. Two uh, other Thursday games: Vikings at Lions, Redskins. Wait, 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 where did where did you get nine? That's what's that. I'm seeing three right now. Well, that's on Bovada. Everyone else is uh, in, or adjusted for Andrew Luck not playing. If you'll notice that three, it's locked. Okay, you're right. Yeah, so um, both on the Steelers here. Um, next up is our 
Thursday or Sunday night football game, actual Sunday night football this time. The Chiefs, three-point dogs on the road to Denver. Uh, good AFC West matchup, trying to catch up to the Oakland Raiders. Who do you like here, Boone? Um, I like whichever team's going to maybe not fall asleep for the end of the first quarter. This is going to be probably the most boring football game of the year so yep. far. It's going to be nothing but three-yard passes and check downs. I don't know. These two teams usually play entertaining games, but I guess the gunslinger's gone and uh, the Chiefs are just awful. I, I would take I would take the over on me offing myself before the third quarter in this game. At point five, you'd take the over there? Yeah, yeah, because uh, no chance I last until the fourth quarter. No, this is definitely one of those. If there's a movie you've been wanting to see, go check it out Sunday night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll take the under at thirty nine and a half. How about that? Okay, that's a pretty aggressive bet. Throw that down. Under thirty nine point five. We got you. Uh, Chiefs Broncos. Whew, I'll take the Chiefs plus three, just because if I had to pick an offense, sadly I would take the Chiefs. Uh, I think the defenses are comparable. Obviously, Denver's a little better, but I think that Denver's offense can make Kansas City's defense look as good as Denver's does. So, yeah, unders are probably a pretty good bet, even though they're ridiculously low at 39.5. I'm still I'm going to take the Chiefs, take a flyer on them. Who knows? Uh, next Sunday night. Next up, Monday night, Packers, as we saw on Sunday, not very good. Three-and-a-half-point dogs traveling to Philly to face the undefeated at-home Philadelphia Eagles. Boomer, who are you taking here? Take the more desperate team here. I'm taking the Packers only because Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers usually do prove people wrong whenever the entire world is doubting them uh, in this spot. Makes no sense. The line should probably be closer to four-and-a-half right now, but the Packers fans love to gamble. They're always going to take their team. Still, getting that getting that extra half, I, I could see this being a field goal game. I could see the Packers possibly pulling this out. I mean, Carson Wentz has kind of started to decline a little bit, although the Eagles' defense is, is pretty good, and, and this is definitely not an easy pick. I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Packers in this spot. I'm more desperate. Yeah, this is a classic. Public's going to be all over the um... – Eagles, they just saw how bad the Packers play. Eagles didn't play very good up in Seattle, though. That's a different animal than playing on the road in Washington. Um, yeah, I'll take the Packers. Like you said, desperate team. Aaron Rodgers has got to come out. I mean, he he hasn't been bad. He was really good Sunday night. Yeah, no, and he he tried Sunday night. It didn't work. But I think, I think Mike McCarthy is going to be the key. He's got to play better. And their defense can't give up 55 points every game. Mike McCarthy has to play better? Yeah, he's got to play better in his damn playbook. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I was going to say, what's his fat ass trotting out at? Um, but, no, I like the pack. They're not going to lose five in a row, are they? I mean, they can't. I don't think so. No, I mean, the Green Bay fucking Packers, they don't lose five in a row. Simple betting logic right there, so Packers. And that does it for our scheduled games this week. Uh, wonderful slate. Thursday, really excited about Thanksgiving Day. Stuff that turkey full of money, baby, because Deep Fried Bets is giving you all the winners you could possibly stand. Uh, so that's our scheduled game. Let's get to the vault. Five favorite non-scheduled games for the weekend. Last week, Boomer went 4-1 and one in the vault and hit him with Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. So, obviously, the floor is yours. Give me your five favorite games. 
Well, I, I understand that uh, most people probably don't have a uh, cousin Vinny or an Uncle Sal they're going to be hanging out with on Thursday, so I figured I would uh, take the place. Uncle Boom. As a new family member to uh, to the dinner table. So uh, you can go ahead and carve the turkey. I'm going to carve up these lines right now. Here we go. Starting out with the real battle for the state of Florida. Take UCF plus the 10 at South Florida. Love UCF. Love them as an underdog. Don't mind taking them. Next, Golden Gophers getting 14 and a half in Madison. That they've been covering all year. I think I think Wisconsin's been still fairly overrated, 14 and a half, because it's been a 10-point mudslinging game. Then Josh Rosen's return. Love that guy. Loved him all year. Going against him. Take Cal plus the three at home. I think they're going to be airing it out. Rosen's going to have to get his feet underneath him. I think Cal scores more points. Then blind dog bet of the week. Florida International plus 14 at Old Dominion. I don't know. Love the Panthers in this one. Almost Take took it. All I like it. Then, in the, uh, the NFL game of the week that makes no sense, possible trap game, give me the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a solid win in Kansas City at home, getting six and a half against the Seahawks. Yep. That was almost my lock of the week right there. Uh, love that pick. So, Central Florida plus 10 against South Florida. Minnesota plus 14.5 against Wisconsin Badgers. The Cal Golden Bears plus 3 against UCLA. Florida International plus 14 at Old Dominion. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 6 on the hook at home against Seattle on Sunday. Like it. Good stuff. Let's get to mine. Mississippi State plus 8.5 is my first pick in the Egg Bowl. Uh, Ole Miss was kind of down and out before last week. Best seven week ten or best seven loss team in the country, though I'll tell you that um, easily the best seven loss team I've ever seen. Uh, got their ass beat on the road in Vanderbilt. They're just crushed. They have nothing to play for. I know that the Egg Bowl, you know, some of them will get up for it, but a lot of them are kind of looking there like, damn, you know. We played Alabama fairly close. We had dreams of maybe winning the West this year. Now we're four and seven. Love Mississippi State. Dan Mullen's going to have those guys fired up for the Egg Bowl. Mullen could be coached for a job too somewhere. He, yeah, I think so. But I mean, Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl, it, winning that means a hell of a lot more to them than it does Ole Miss. Um, so I like Mississippi State plus eight and a half. I'm going I'm to look to see what the money line gets at. Uh, next up, Vanderbilt plus eight versus Tennessee. Really like what I, I like what I've seen out of Vanderbilt the past couple month or two um playing a lot better really good defense offense is starting to to pick it up a little bit as we saw last week against Ole Miss Tennessee's got to be crushed that they they didn't um get that SEC East I had no excuse for them not winning the East this year um Bush Johns is a terrible coach but hey they won the championship of life which is all that matters um are you sure about that did you not hear that they've had some terrible shit going on have you not heard this I have not. So, yeah, they asked Butch about um, – yesterday they asked him about not winning the East. And he's just like, well, you know, these seniors have had a lot to look up to. He goes, they are uh, – they won the most important game. They're champions of life. Yeah, those were actually um, words that he uttered at a press conference yesterday. And then he went on to say that, you know, this team won eight games. That hadn't been done here in a long time. 
And they won nine last year. So uh, brick by big by ah, brick by brick, um, Butch Jones is building his own firing deathbed because that just terrible. Champions of life. Not gonna not gonna cover Saturday against Vanderbilt. Take the Commodores plus eight. Next up, we're going to Chicago, and we're taking the Illinois Fighting Illini. I hate it. Not going to watch a second of it. I'm just going to take the money because they're getting 16 and a half against Northwestern. Gross. Uh, it is. It's terrible. They suck. That's going to be one of those you put the bet in and you don't worry about it till you see the money come back into your account because it's going to be awful to watch. I'm not going to watch a second of it, but I'm going to take Illinois plus 16 and a half. Going back to the NFL a little bit, rough NFL picks for me last weekend, so I got to write that wrong. I'm going to take the Rams. Plus seven and a half in New Orleans to keep it within the number. The defense is good. Uh, golf, not great, but here's an opportunity for them to let him kind of show off a little bit and get some confidence against a terrible New Orleans defense. Uh, I think hopefully they can draw some stuff up for him to kind of get some confidence in, in him going forward. I'd like them to keep it within the number in the Superdome. And finally, you hit on it, Buccaneers. I got it at six. I'll gladly take six and a half. But I'd take this all the way to four, plus four at home against Seattle. Uh, This makes no sense. And 90% of the public is on the Seahawks right now. Love the Buccaneers in this spot to keep it within the numbers. So, as I said, it was almost my lock of the week. But it didn't quite make the cut. We'll it's going to be Vegas, one of Vegas' biggest games of the day, and they are in the business of losing money. No, they sure as hell aren't. Love the Bucks. So, Mississippi State plus 8.5, Vanderbilt plus 8, Illinois plus 16.5, the St. Louis, no longer St. Louis Rams, the Los Angeles Rams plus 7.5, and, and the Buccaneers plus 6, my vault. It's time. Um, we've had a good show, but every show gets better when it's time for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, we're chugging beers. We're picking winners. Let's bring them out. Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week time. Stone Cold, baby. Yeah. I love that. If that don't get you fired up, I mean, I've said it several times, but that, I mean, that's got to do something for you. Got to do something for you. Last week, me and Boomer both had Texas San Antonio plus 28. Both were big-time winners as the Roadrunners only lost by 13 on the road at Texas San Antonio. Boomer, are we doing it again? Hell yeah, we're doing it again. Who is your Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week? Oh, Stone Cold's about to double up at some Oktoberfest this week and take the Syracuse Orange plus... 24 and a half. That is, that's a number right there, folks. That, that's, that's a fairly big number. Florida State just last week uh, barely was able to cover that against uh, against Syracuse. Love Pitt, loved them all year. They won me a lot of money this year. James Conner, favorite player in the nation this year. Just think they're, uh, that's a lot of points for this offense to be able to, to put up. 12-30 game, ACC Network game of the week. I think that, uh, I think Pitt doesn't really. They're going to. They're not going to try to step on people's throats. They're going to get the win. They're going to get out of there. You know, I could see three touchdowns. I mean, Syracuse might have to pull something in the back door at the at the end. But uh, I mean, seventeen points seems like a realistic spread like right here. So I like that. Syracuse plus twenty four and a half. Is that at home or are they on the road? 
Very good. Okay. Still, that's a, not a bad number. I like that. But we didn't do it again. We didn't go two for two on the same Stone Cold Steve Austin like of the week. But we're both going to go two for two in winners. I know that much. I think uh, if you listened to the show last week, you might have an idea of what's coming here. I kind of hit on the fact that I was thinking money line, and I still am. I'm waiting to see it come out. But we're going to give out the Stone Cold Steve Austin like a week of Michigan State. Sparty on, baby, plus 12 against Penn State. I would have liked to get 14, but I'm happy with 12. Um, 10, I'm happy with it. I mean, 12 is good, though. That's what we're going to stick with. Uh, I'm going to wait. I mean, pay attention to add deep fried bets on Twitter because I might get the, the nerve to put in that money line bet early Saturday morning. I tried to do it this past Saturday. Boomer can attest to this. I, I sent him, Collier, and a couple other folks. Hell, I tweeted out the weather report and I uh, told everybody to take the under on that Sparty game against Ohio State. I almost took the money line. couldn't buy it. Glad I didn't, but it was pretty damn close. But this week against Penn State, Michigan State, plus 12, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, lock of the week. Nice. Nice. It's all good. They can do it two weeks in a row back-to-back against good football teams. I think they can. I don't think they're terrible. I think they're kind of transitioning a little bit till next year, getting experience for some guys, and uh, they didn't look bad at all last week. So I think they'll uh, they'll keep it with a number Saturday. Nice. Yep. All right, so that was it. Stone Cold Steve Austin Locks of the Week. Deep Fried Bets Chapter 2.12 Podcast. Uh, Collier, hopefully we'll get you back on next week. we got Turkey Day coming up. Try not to stuff yourself too much, um, but enjoy the football. Make some money. You're going to be stuffing that turkey with all that money you're going to be making. Uh, good stuff. Boomer, what you got to send us off with? Yep, just uh, just remember to ignore your family and be thankful for the bets we just gave out. Yep. And remember, replace all political talk with deep fried bets talk. It's way more important and way more interesting. <laughs> all right, so we appreciate y'all tuning us tuning in with us this week. Uh, check us out again on Twitter at deep fried bets, Facebook.com slash deep fried bets. Hell, we're on Instagram. We give out pics there. We're all over the place. Check us out. Tell your friends. Check us out. Be, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We're getting some pretty good numbers from that. We'd love to see that grow. Big shout out to Ray Brewer for joining us again from the Las Vegas Sun. Hopefully his winners cash a little bit, except that Auburn. We can't be pulling for that. But other than that, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll catch you next week. Stay wealthy, my friends. Stay wealthy indeed.